the capital of the South, the birthplace of the civil rights movement, the home of countless sports championship events over the years. From the World Series to the Olympics. And now, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the heart of Atlanta. This is the community where Martin Luther King Jr. lived. We're not just another southern city. We play host to heroes. Oh, 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 I mean, oh, 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 oh. Huge, huge news. What? What? Harry Mays is going to be on Radio Row with Tony Bruno. What? You think this is just some slapdick podcast? Yo, Tony, my man, what are you doing, man? You ain't got time to be monkeying around with this. Stuart, will you stop blowing my uh, buzz here? No, this is what happens when your brain is working way faster than your mouth can keep up with you. Yes. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was on the money. But now, here he is, the godfather of sports radio. Here's Tony Bruno. Oh, yo, 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 I can't do that. Every time I hear that beat from Jermaine Dupri. It's almost like you have to do it. You have to go, yo, 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 yo. Thanks for joining us. We are live here in on a rainy day in Georgia. Not a rainy night, but it's going to snow later on. So if you're coming to Atlanta, don't forget to bring all the protection. Don't forget to bring the snowshoes. You got to bring the uh, cleats, spike. Take all your old golf shoes that you used to have, the spike ones. Put those on. Don't put the new ones because you're going to slip. But it, it, we know what happens in Atlanta when there's a Super Bowl. There's always an ice storm. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's what it, it kind of looks like it's going to be. And ladies and gentlemen, that voice you're hearing is our first guest here live on Radio Row here in the Georgia World Congress Center. Oh, man, when I think of Georgia, when I think of Atlanta, I don't normally think of this guy first, but I think of him now because I know he's been down here. (laughs) He was a former number one pick of the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. He never tackled the Patriots mascot at the Pro Bowl. Oh, that was bad. And the kid's still hurt, by the way. No, he's hurt for real. He's he is hurt, hurt for, real. for real. Everybody was giving me crap because I'm saying, man, that's not fun. I mean, I get having fun, Hugh. You were in the Pro Bowl. Yes. You have fun. It's a fun and game thing. But when I saw that thing, I'm saying, damn. I said, he's I hurt. know he was joking around, but I didn't know if he went to the hospital. But I just read this morning that the kid still is sore, and he may not even be able to make the trip for the Patriots, which a lot of, a lot of people who like the Rams are happy to hear. But that, your comments on that as we get started here. Uh, man, if you're not used to being hit, and you got no like protection that, on, and, 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 and you're not you're not used to being hit, number one, and you're blindsided like that, yeah, it could be like a playful hit because he didn't hit him, he didn't go he didn't tilt. go full tilt on him, but he hit him hard enough to jar his body because when you saw as he jarred his or jarred his body, the kid was not expecting it, right? Oh yeah, he's hurt, he's and, hurt, and so I, I'm I'm all for fun. Nobody has more fun than I do. Maybe you do, Hugh, but I'm, I, I, my whole career yeah, has been, let's have fun, let's do radio, we're talking about that. sports, we're not curing cancer. Yeah, but we're you can't about do that. Sp- no, I agree, man. You can't, especially with somebody who's not accustomed to being hit like that. Exactly. Because you got to think that football players, even me now, like when my teammates come around and they, they get the, you know, fake tackling, I'm like, hold up now, yeah. <laughs> relax. <laughs> I ain't been hitting a long time. Now, now you, you were talking jarring. yesterday about your son. Now, you got a 15-year-old son. Yes. Obviously, he likes to hit. Have you ever, like, tackled your son or have him tackle you? No, we don't We don't play those games. <laughs> we, don't, we don't play those games. And I tell him, if you ever do that, then it's going to be a problem. Exactly. Then you're going to get ushered into manhood a little bit earlier. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> talking with Big Hugh, Hugh Douglas, of course, Jet Great, played for the Eagles. A lot of stuff in Philly went down. A lot of stuff went down in Philly with me, too, but it happens when you're in Philly for a yeah, few yeah. years. Yeah, the so, city of brotherly love. Exactly. You know? <laughs> now you're here in Atlanta doing a morning show on 92.9 The Game. 
So you like getting up early in the morning doing sports radio? It's, it doesn't bother me. You know, I get up in the morning, I, I do my little workout, do cardio, and come to work, and, and, and most of the time I'm in my pajamas. Like, this is the first time in a long time I've worn a pair of pants. <laughs> I've only done that because I had to be here on Radio Row, and I didn't want anybody looking at me strangely coming through here with some pajamas on. But, no, it's a great time, man. Love it here in Atlanta. Now, Tony wore specially for you after talking to you yesterday. I wore my yes, today. yes, I wore my fatigues yesterday. Yes. yes. I wore yes. mine. Mine are around. Mine are around. Are they the fleece line? They're the fleece line. Yes, he got the warmest. He knew you You came prepared. I know. I mean, everybody think when they hear Atlanta, the dirty south, they think, oh, it's going to be hot, warm yeah. down there. I'm going to bring my thong. I'm gonna, no, the only thongs <laughs> you're going to see here are in the club, baby. You ain't going to yes. see anybody on a pool or outside on the beach no, anywhere. No, not right now. Not right now. But I tell you the one thing about it is it's, it's like, okay, say tonight we're supposed to get some snow. Right. But by Thursday, it's going to be hopefully it's going to be melted, and we're going to have a great game this weekend, and, and it's going to be with no no hang-ups. Well, it's inside, it so that's, yeah. that's the best yeah, part. Yeah, that's the best part. In a beautiful but you, stadium, by Yeah, the but way. you're talking about, like, for the people here, you know, it's all about the parties. Exactly. It's all about the parties at the Super Bowl, so. That's, that's, that's what it's for for me. Yeah. So I mean, it, Dallas had snow. We couldn't go out to parties. Yeah. Atlanta was iced over. The last time the Super Bowl was here back in 2000. Yeah. I mean, Saturday morning, this entire city, and everybody who was staying in hotels downtown here where everything, all the action is, the employees couldn't even get into work. Yeah, that was a bad and time. And so the people who were running, the managers and the people who work in the hotels, they had to make the food in the in the restaurants. They had to clean the rooms. They had to make the beds. Yeah, they had to do everything, time. man. Yeah, that was a bad time. And I felt bad for the people. And it was so hopefully we won't have that kind of a problem, and it's going to be a great week. Because the one thing about Atlanta, and I've been to all these Super Bowl cities, everything is closed in. I mean, you don't have to go like Miami next year. you got to go all, over the, place. all over the place. Yeah, and that's the great part about being here because, you know, if you're stay, if you got a chance to stay downtown, then you're not that far from most of the venues that yeah, they have. Yeah, you can walk. On. You can walk yeah. around. Houston's like that around downtown where the mm-hmm. stadium is and everything's close by. Even Minnesota, but nobody needs to walk in Minnesota. Because we were there last year. Yeah. And I love Minnesota, and I love the people up there. You talk about hardy people. They can handle anything up there. It's, it snows every day there, and yeah, nobody goes ridiculous. crazy. And it's supposed to be like negative 56 or something, or yeah. 34 or something up there. That's been ridiculous. Yeah, we have a guy here from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, does Radio Row every year. Mm-hmm. And I went on with him yesterday. I said, what's the temperature there? He said, minus 40. I can't imagine. In Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I can't imagine. (laughs) I cannot imagine. When the temperature goes below, like, 30, I hate it, man. I grew up in Philly, and I lived in L.A. for 11 years, so your blood gets thin, and then you come back back to cold weather, and you become a wimp. Yeah, I'm basically basically that. But, you know, I try to to keep my, uh, my winter street cred. Every now and then when it gets cold, I will go outside without a shirt on or, mm-hmm. or you know, I will take a jacket off just so that, like, if I ever have to go back up north, I'm, I'm still kind of acclimated to the cold weather. Now, when you played on the defensive line with the Jets and the Eagles, I don't remember you wearing long sleeves when Never you got did. cold. Never did. So, yeah, I did a little bit with the Jets. guys with long sleeves, man. I just like, dude, that's soft, man. Yeah, it's a little bit. But, you know, sometimes guys, you know, they have those tattoos and everything. They don't want to mess the tattoos up. But I never put that much thought into it when I was out there playing. But dude, seriously, there's some guys out there that really, when they're playing, they don't want to mess up their tattoos, so they'll wear all those clothes. They mess up their tattoos by yeah. playing without a long sleeve? On? I'm sorry. If it gets if it gets like roughed up or scratched or injured, then that it, doesn't go that deep into the skin, does it? It can. Yeah, it can. It can. Some of the some of those injuries can mess so up. So you your mean tattoos. they're not wearing it because they're cold? Some some guys are wearing them to protect their tattoos. 
Well, my tattoo is would be protected because I got a tramp stamp, and nothing's going to scrape <laughs> off there. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I got a tramp stamp before it was cool, before women were getting it. You know what I'm saying? I so do not want to picture this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're talking with Hugh Douglas. Uh, so the thousands of people all over know, the United I'm States wondering. that are now just going, oh, no, Tony, don't go there. That's why radio is a visual media. Well, it's a visual, but we have cameras, too. So we're on, on Facebook Live, everybody on Periscope. Where else are they watching us on Twitch? They're watching us in Ma on Mars. The Mars rover, I believe, has got our signal right all now. Right, yeah. All right. And uh, when we all go to Mars, we'll be able to do live shots up there because I think the Super Bowl is going to be on Mars eventually. Eventually, yeah. Eventually. They're having it all over the place. They're definitely exactly. having it all over the place. Big Hugh. Now, Atlanta, the stadium. I mean, you put a new stadium up, you're going to get a Super Bowl. But this city's had two Super Bowls in the past. The Cowboys-Bills one, that was back in... I was for all of these, man. This is my 30th Super Bowl. I think mm -hmm. there should be a party for me here in town somewhere, there man. There should be because you know, you've been putting it down for a minute. You've been exactly. doing great radio for a long time. The, you know, the Buffalo Bills' last Super Bowl loss was in Atlanta when they had that streak where they went to four straight Super Bowls and yes. didn't win one. The Dallas Cowboys were the last team to beat them and end the uh, ride for the Cowboys. That was in January 30th of 1994. That's 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. Then January 30th, 2000, that was the year... Uh, where the Rams were the greatest show on Turk. Of course, uh, then you had Kurt Warner. The Rams went up. I remember sitting in the, in the Georgia Dome for that mm -hmm. game. 16-0. It was a blowout. People were saying, damn, this game stinks. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the second half, the Titans come back, and then it came down to the last play, and it became one of the most exciting finishes in Super Bowl history here. Yeah, there's no question about that. That's an iconic play. That's the one that everybody remembers about that game. Tennessee Titans inches away from scoring to win that game. And Steve Air McNair was, was uh, matriculating the ball down the field. And Sal Palantonio and I were all the way up in the upper deck on that, same, on that goal line where that play ended and the game ended right there. And everybody was like stunned, man. Wow. That was one of the great endings you'll ever yeah, see. Yeah, no question about that. We no had a great ending that. last year when the Eagles. Now, I know you played for the Jets and you were drafted by the Jets and you played for the Eagles. So everybody's talking about going into the Hall of Fame. I'm not going to wear this hat because I played for t two teams, and I'm not going to wear it. Like Roy Halladay is going to go into the Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. and his wife says he's not going to have a Toronto hat or a Phillies hat on, and that's becoming more and more because he was in Toronto a long time. Yeah, he was, but he won a World Series with the Phillies, and it was like one of those things where the city, when, when he came in and they won that World but I remember that. I was there. That was a beautiful thing. That was a beautiful thing for the city of Philadelphia. But I don't have a problem because his family, he's not with us anymore. Yeah. And his family decided, hey, he does. I, I want him to go in because I don't want to offend. Player. I don't want to offend Toronto people who are great to us. I can understand. And I don't want to offend the Phillies fans. But now you play for the Jets and the Eagles. So do you consider yourself a Jet or an Eagle? Me personally, I consider myself an Eagle. I mean, that's the, that's the place Good where... Good answer. Good answer. Well, I mean, it is. And I mean, that's not me saying it because I, you know, I know Philly fans are probably listening to this right now. But people that's all over the, the world listen. So it's, well, not yeah. about, so it's not about I'm, play, I'm trying to program to the Philly audience No, I, I, no I, get, I get what you're saying. But I mean, I got drafted. Much respect to the Jets that drafted me. Much respect to Coach Kotite that drafted me. Took a chance and drafted me. Played in, in, in New York for three years. And, you know, had some tough three years. But I think that most people remember me as a Philadelphia Eagle. And most people don't even realize that I got traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. They just think that I automatically woke up one day and I became a Philadelphia Eagle. Now, that's no disrespect to the Jets fans, but I, I think I identify more with, with the Eagle fans and I identify more as a Philadelphia Eagle. And Atlanta fans, I mean, these people down here, Pat, you know, Atlanta's got a knock. It's not a great sports town, but look, all the facilities here are world class. I mean, 
everything around here. You know, got the, you got the College Football Hall of Fame. Atlanta's a great town. Every time I come here, there's more and more stuff going on. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a, you know what it is. The, the Atlanta gets that knock because Atlanta's a social city, mm -hmm. and if you go when you go in the stadium, Tony. Look at the way the stadium is built. It's built to be social. They have something called the Falcons Nest, the AT&T Perch, or, or, or I forgot. I think that's what the name of it is, the AT&T Perch, where it's like standing room. You can sit down. It's like a lounge area. And well, that's you look the at Cowboy the, stadiums like that. Too. Yeah, There's and you look at the, you look at the, uh, the 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 walkways and everything. They're really wide open because this is a social stadium. This is a social city. You go outside of the stadium, you see they have the Home Depot uh, backyard. Mm -hmm. It's a real social place. I've been here. For about five years, and I can name, I can count on one hand how many times I've actually went in and watched the game because I'm outside. The, the way that they set up the tailgates here, you can watch the game outside. You know, they have the grass and everything. They're playing the music. They're cooking the barbecue, and it's a party outside. So, you know, I know that Atlanta gets that bad rap, but it's a great place to watch a football game, and it's a great place to be when a football game is going on. Talking with the great Hugh Douglas, Big Q 53. We had another number 53 on yesterday. There's another one of my buddies, Bill Romanowski, who Bill. played a couple years. But he's got four rings. He went to the Eagles, played great for a couple of seasons. But you talk about guys who were just, I mean, the, the Broncos two years and then the Niners, then he goes to the Raiders. He was with the Eagles. Legendary player, man. That's back when players had reckless abandon. We weren't yes. worried about flags coming out on every no, play. No, Bill Romanowski, <laughs> man. I remember hearing stories. Never played with Bill, but I remember he was in, in Philadelphia. And they used to say that, that Bill Romans now used to come with a, with a tackle box full of pills. <laughs> and he was ready to rock and roll. On, on Sunday, when it was time to rock and roll, if whatever you needed, Bill Romanowski had you. Oh, he yeah. had you. had a tackle box full of stuff. And whatever you needed, he had you. And he was ready to go. He was, man. That, you, that, that's, we'll never see that again. And I know no. we're, we're worried about CTE. And it's, it's great what they're doing as far as protecting players. And back then, you know, it was how it was. It was like... You, you, you get knocked down, you get up, and you're a little dizzy, and they you put get a little two ding. fingers up and say, how many fingers am I holding or up? Or you get the little smelling salt. They put the little smelling salt on yeah. your nose, and everything is fine and things of that nature. But, no, they're trying to make the game a lot safer. As a matter of fact, I was talking to uh, Coach Mike Smith today. used to be a coach for the Atlanta Falcons, mm -hmm. and he was showing me all this technology for the shoulder pads and the helmets that they have right now. I felt like a dinosaur because when I looked at some of this stuff and this technology and how thin some of this material is that's supposed to protect you, and I look at the stuff that we played in, and I'm like, man, if only we had this stuff when I played, maybe I would have played a little bit longer. Now, the I only guy who doesn't uh, care about shoulder pads is Michael Bennett. I mean, oh, no, no a, question. He, he goes, I think he goes to Toys, well, Toys R Us is closed. He goes to the children's department and gets the shoulder pads, man, because very few guys do that. But you Michael know what, Bennett I'm a little jealous <laughs> about Michael Bennett about wearing those because I, 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 I envy him for wearing those shoulder pads because he's out there with basically shells on. He's out there with next to nothing on. I know. And he's, he's, he's banging into people. He's putting the shoulder down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's probably going to have some shoulder issues when he's done playing. Now, now you I have play a question, a lot. Go though, ahead, Rob, really quick about, about the game and, and how you say, yes, it's great that they're protecting more. But do you also feel maybe that they've gone a little bit too far about certain things? or? You know what? I'm old school. And, and I, I'll, tell you that, I'll say this. At the beginning of the season, I, I felt like they did. Because you remember, uh, who was it? Clay Matthews. Yep. Was getting was getting fined. He was getting he was getting flagged almost every week. Yeah. The first three weeks of the season for the, the egregious hits that he was making. But as you see, as the season went on, and guys tried to figure it out, the game evolved and it became something that nobody talked about anymore. Remember at the beginning of the season, all we heard was, "Oh my gosh, helmet to helmet, the game you can't is put changing. Your head down. Yeah. You can't you can't you can't tackle anybody. Quarterbacks, yada yada yada. The game still survived. That the game survived. I think that you know what it is. It's, it's like you have old guys like me that used to play the game and used to play it one way. And once you see how it evolves and how much better it makes the game, 
then there's really nothing you can say about it. I, I think that this great game of football is thriving. I think it's going to get better. I think it's going to be better when they have better equipment and they have better ways of tackling. So, no, it's not. It's going to be okay. I think it's going to be okay. Agreed. The one thing that they got to fix, and that's two things that happen at the end of the season, unfortunately, is egregious fouls that aren't called in playoff games. Now, I, you know, everybody's talking about that. It's not fair, the coin flip. You, you've been involved with this debate all week, yeah. I'm sure, since the championship games yes. on radio. You know, the, the coin flip. First, they were mad because each team got the ball once, and a field goal, go, if you get a field goal first, the other team can get a field goal or nothing, and the game's over, or a defensive touchdown. Mm -hmm. I came up with the idea, and I, I, th I hope the commissioner addresses it on Wednesday, because I came up with a simple plan. The play in the playoffs, not at regular season. Because hockey, they do the stupid five-minute overtime and then the shootout if it goes that. Mm -hmm. And I know guys don't want to play a long time. They want to keep playing. Hockey, they keep playing full periods. Why don't they just do one 15-minute quarter at the end of regulation in playoff games and then just have a clock rolling, and then you score a touchdown first, the game's not over. The other team gets the ball. They score. It doesn't matter whether they score a touchdown, kick a field goal. It's you like still got time playing on the clock. a quarter. Right. And then at the end of the quarter, team's up. They win the game. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. But, you know, I'm a fan of the sudden death, especially being a defensive player. Right. And if the offense gets the ball first, I look at it like this. It's on me and, and my defensive players to get us off the field. And when you look at that game against the Kansas City Chiefs, they had three times. They had three third downs. I know. And they couldn't get it done. <laughs> they couldn't get it done. D Ford, if D Ford doesn't line up offside. I agree. We're not. We're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. We're talking about two young gunners. Yep. In the Super Bowl, playing for a Super Bowl championship. No, you're, abso you're absolutely right. Golf. Get on sides, man. And that Come was and that, that wasn't an official's mistake. They made the right call. He was yes. over the line. Yes, he was. And he's a great player. And just remember, that play resulted in an interception that seals the game. Seals the game, and we are not even having this conversation. We're no, talking you're about right. we're talking about Andy Reid going to the Super Bowl, and everybody's kumbaya, and everybody's pulling for Big Red. <laughs> Didn't happen like that. Didn't I know, and that's like that. that's why football every down. That's why you need cohesion from eleven guys. Precious downs every down. Every single down. One little mistake like that could cost you a chance to go to the Super Bowl, yeah. and it did. Yeah. It did. But despite all the other stuff that went on in that game, the Kansas City Chiefs still had a chance and should have won that game if not for an offside by a couple of inches yeah. in the neutral zone. <laughs> because did that neutral zone affect the play at all? No. No, but it, it affected the call. It exactly, affected everything. Exactly. And the call was the and, right call to make. Yeah, and, and you look at it like this. I, I'm, I'm a fan of not one play defines the outcome of a game because even in that game with the Saints, the Saints and the Rams, there were some plays that the referees missed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a player, you know, you wanna, you're want to you mad about it, but you got to move on. You got to gotta let it go. You got to let it go. I agree. And those guys went to the Pro Bowl too. Yeah. And and as much as I love football, I think the Pro Bowl needs to go the away. Shark. Jumped the shark. <laughs> Jump, did they jump the shark? Because uh, I mean, there's all pro teams that don't play. They pick out the old. And then, but there's the pro. pro Bowl players. And, I, and listen, it's a vacation. They're in Orlando. It used to be Hawaii. Guys wanted to go to Hawaii because yeah. it was a week in the sun. And it was a big honor. It Absolutely. was a big honor. I, I remember when I went, man, I, 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 like to have all pro and Pro Bowl by your name, that was a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, guys don't go. And I understand that because guys are hurt. And, you know, it's a long season. And it, it just doesn't have that, that cachet that it once had before. And it's one of those things where everybody has an all-star game. You got to just figure out how to make it better. And, and you know, it's funny. Me and my partner, uh, John Freaky, was talking about the other day. How about have the Pro Bowl the Thursday before the Super Bowl? He was saying that that might work. And I'm like, logistically, that might be able to work, and that might get people excited about it. 
because you look at the fanfare and the popping pageantry that's going on here. Yep. And media day and everything and how people get involved with that. So maybe that is something that could work that way. And you give the chance, you give the players a chance to, to hang out. Oh, excuse me, hang out at the Super Bowl. Yeah, but they, what they did was smart, was play it the week before instead of the week after. Yes. Because once the season's over and the Super it's Bowl's over, it's nobody rap. wants to watch the Pro Bowl. No, it's a wrap. That's like having the NBA All-Star game after the NBA championship is decided. Yeah, it's Does a it rap. make any sense? Nah, no, not at hell all. hell no. Not at all. Not at all. All right, Hugh, I, I know fans here in Atlanta disappointed, but the one thing about the Falcons this year is that there was never, after the first month or two of the season, there wasn't any inkling that this team was going to be here playing in the Super Bowl in their own stadium, was there? Was there ever Ooh, a I, thought I, that this I, team? I beg to differ. That like there was a lot of injuries on this team. No, I know that. I'm not knocking and, the team. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, people were still people were still holding on to that, Tony. Really? People were still holding on to the fact that that maybe they could still make it happen. But there were too many games. Oh yeah, where there were too many people running all around the place, and that what I mean by too many people running all over the place, the other team's offense running into the end zone and scoring points and everything. And this, and this offense of the Atlanta Falcons, this inconsistency, yep. the fact that, you know, you couldn't get the running game going. So after a while, it was a tough one. It was a tough pill to swallow, but people finally came to grips that the Atlanta Falcons aren't going to the Super Bowl. And it became a, a situation of where who's going to get fired. So that kind of happened, uh, I would want to say, week eight or week nine of the season when you know you were totally mathematically you were still alive, but, you know, realistically, you didn't want to limp into the playoffs. It was a little bit of that going on this year. But nobody was down on Matt Ryan or the coach, right? I'm sure there were some people saying, oh, you know, the, the coaching staff, they, they're just they're confused and they're making too many changes and the offensive coordinator is different every year and that kind of stuff. Well, there was a little bit of – there was some people that, that were down on the coach and some people down on, on Matt Ryan, but that's, that's always the case because right. the quarterback – you know, if you're making the most money, you're the guy that everybody's looking at that, that's going to take the, the heat or the brunt of the heat. So it's one of those things where Coach Quinn comes in and he tells everybody that, you know, we got some guys that are backups that are going to come in and help right the ship. Didn't happen that way. Ryan Schrader struggled this year at the tackle spot. So it was one of those things where you never got everything going. Devontae Freeman got hurt early mm -hmm. on, and then Tevin Coleman came in, and he didn't really take advantage of his opportunity at the running back position. So it was one of those things where nothing just went right for the, for the Atlanta Falcons. No, you're absolutely year. right. My, my point is that it wasn't, it wasn't like to the last cup, like the Eagles, obviously. They were a mess in the secondary with all the injuries, and there, was, there wasn't any thought that they could make the playoffs all the way up until the end. And then Nick Bowles, once again, boom, goes in there, and the, and the team makes the playoffs, yeah. which nobody thought they would. And they were the defending Super Bowl champs. So I don't think them losing is as big of a crushing blow as like the Vikings last year, because Minnesota was so close to having the Super Bowl in their own home stadium, yeah. and then the Eagles beat them, and so all the people in Minnesota were mad yeah. and you know, disappointed, obviously, and there the Eagles go and play the Super Bowl in their stadium. So it's never happened other than the 49ers back in the day playing at Stanford Stadium when they used to do that, mm -hmm. that a home team... Gets, doesn't get to play the Super Bowl in their own home stadium. Yeah, you know, a lot of people here, they were talking about that, man. And, and you know, they were, they were excited about it because that would have been awesome. But you know what? The biggest thing that a lot of Atlanta fans were happy that did not happen? But that the New Orleans Saints made well. it here. <laughs> they were excited that they didn't make it here. If they would have made it here, Tony, I'm telling you, this city would have been sick. They would have been sick. Even with Drew Brees as much yes. as like, he's one of those guys that's impossible to dislike. Well, he's, dislike, he's disliked here. He's definitely disliked Only here. from a football standpoint, from not a football because standpoint, he's a great human who does a, it. Yeah, he's a great guy, but still, he's a New Orleans State. He wears that, what, Florida Lee, Florida, Florida, Florida Lee. Florida Lee or whatever they call it. He Robin wears, wears a Florida Lee every once in a while, so but I just Florida, want to ask her to. It's, it's a French thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> Actually,
actually, there's a lot of Creole here in Atlanta because we went to a restaurant the other night. What was that called? Christian found it. What was the name of that place, Christian? Louisiana Bistro. Yeah, that was Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's spelled Bistro, B-I-S-T-R-E-A-U-X. Yeah, that's how he did it. It's a good spot, man. Good seafood. Yeah. It's good stuff. Tony tried Gator Bites for the very first time. Did you like them? It tastes like chicken. Everything tastes like chicken, though, The only thing that doesn't taste like like chicken anymore is actual chicken. I noticed that, man, because I... They get free range and they're rolling around. Oh yeah, because you got it all depends on what kind of how the bird was how exactly, the bird was uh, exactly taking how the bird was taken care of. Now tonight's uh, now you didn't go um, and I'm telling you that may be my last opening night that I attended last night. Uh-huh. It is it's getting bad. worse and worse. There's a lot year. going on. I watched it on television, Tony. I, I was tired. I stayed here all day yesterday, and uh, the thought of riding back down here, trying to find a place to park. Yeah, because I drive a big truck. Trying to find a place to park. You run this city, man. You go. No, it's not. But you in when the the police come in and say Big Hugh's coming (laughs) in, man. No, not not at all. Just to try to find a place to park (laughs) and and deal with all that that pageantry. I was like, no, I'm good. I watch it on television. Watch it on on TV. And when it was over, you know what I did? Cut that TV off. You waited till the end. In my bed. I watched a little bit of the Patriots. I did. No, listen, it's fun for TV. You do it for the fans. It's not for the media. Not that I'm a crybaby media guy. But the media really is inconsequential there. It's all the people who dress up like clowns. There was a guy dressed up like a clown, uh-huh. you know, an Inez Signs who I discovered with Brian Baldinger back in the Super Bowl in Miami. Uh-huh. Remember the Rex Grossman versus a Peyton Manning game? Yes. Down He's there, very the Bears proud of his versus- discovery. And so I, that's the only reason I go to opening night. I get a picture every year of me and Inez Signs from TV Azteca. And so I have, like, each year, you know how you do 10 years ago, 10 yeah. years later? and you have the picture. So I, I have a picture of every year with me and Inez Signs, who is an absolutely gorgeous woman, but a great lady, too. It's not just because she's beautiful uh-huh. and she's Latina, which that, is a double whammy yeah, right yeah, there. You know what I'm saying? I, I can imagine. Even Rob, I mean, even women look at her and say, damn. <laughs> damn. She's got a great ass. She does. Well, it's not just a great ass, right? Well, I can say that. I appreciate it. Total package. She she's is. A total package. She is a, she's wonderful. She's nice. She's sweet. She's very intelligent. And, and she she's remembers got a great me ass. every year. But if I say it, then it doesn't sound as bad. No, if I say <laughs> it, I'm, then I'm, I'm the creepy dude. I'm the creepy dude. Yeah, I can't say that. I can't so say I that. will say it for you. Well, I see you're not using Gillette products either. Like, oh, I, no, I'm no. not. I, I, you know what? I, I had somebody tell me. Steve, I saw Steve Smith the other day playing uh-huh. for the Baltimore Ravens, oh, playing yeah. with Carolina. He said, uh, dude, because I, I said, Steve, what's going on? He kind of looked at me, and he said, Hugh? He said, you look like a homeless person. He's like, like you got to give you change or something. And I'm like, really? I, I kind of like the beard. I kind of like the homeless look. It kind of goes with working on the radio in the morning. So and, yeah. I'm kind of cool with that. Most people on the radio are slugs. They look like they're homeless. And yes. Sal Palantoni ran him on the street. He said, you look like you're homeless. I said, that's the <laughs> look like, now. That, that's, that's the, the radio look. look. That's the radio look. Exactly. We're not sleeping on the streets yet. Not yet. No, not, not yet. Not yet. Not well, yet. Who, who do you like in the game? Because I got to ask you that, man. Oh, you know what? Today, since, since I said yesterday Rams, I'm going to stick with the Rams again today. Uh... But I'm telling you, it's hard to go against the GOAT. You look at what Tom Brady has accomplished in his career, yep. it's, hard to get, it's hard to go against that. It really is. But you saw what the Eagles did last year, and they ran the football yes. and kept him off the field. Yes. And Nick Foles made some of the most unbelievable throws. It's like Eli Manning. You know, He just had to make a couple of big plays to beat Tim, Tom Brady twice, and that's with Nick Foles and the Eagles. But they had the beast to run the football. Yeah. And the question is, Gurley has been up. We don't know whether he's hurt. They're not telling us. 
you know, and obviously C.J. Anderson was a tremendous pickup yeah. for that. I, I don't think Ty Gurley's hurt. I think that that you look at that game. Ty Gurley started off. He missed a couple passes that was thrown to him. He missed a couple key blocks. I think that was the biggest thing that with Ty Gurley. I think he's got his head right now, and even if he doesn't get it going then C.J. Anderson is a great backup for him. And, but Ty Gurley is going to have to have a big game if they're going to want to win this yeah, game. Yeah, they've got to run the football. Yes, the they are. If they don't run the football on the Patriots, they're not, they have no chance none, of winning none, this game. None, I don't none care whatsoever. how – and Jared Goff played great against, against the, in the championship game. Yes. And he threw the football. He put it where he needed to, especially in that second half. Man, yes. He was lights out. And that's how you beat the Patriots. So we'll see what happens, man. Yeah. He was great to see you, man. Great, great to catch to see up. You too. Say hi to my man, uh, John Fricky. Tell him to get his ass down here and stay after 10 o'clock so I, I can see will. him. I definitely will. I definitely will. He's texting me. He's DMing me. Yeah, hey, he's man, over, we're going to. He's gonna probably s- over there. I, I'll I was go like, over there and snatch hey, him. Hey, we got to catch up in Atlanta. And then I'm here for three days and I don't even see the guy. Yeah, I, I, I definitely do. I think he's still over there. I'll go grab him for you. Yeah. Well, and I, w- I just want to say everybody that's listening via all of our social media apps Facebook, Periscope, uh, Twitchy, all of them, they are loving you. They miss you. They say, um, I mean, there's so many comments that I'm sorry that I can't get to. But you can follow right Big now. Hugh at Big Hugh 53. Thank you. Thank you very now, much. Now, what's your Instagram, man? Uh, it's the big fella. Big, the underscore big underscore fella. The big, the, the underscore. Big fella. There's no underscore on the big fella, man. <laughs> the, so it's the underscore big underscore, underscore fella. fella yes. F-E-L-L-A. Yes. Are you lit? AF? No, I'm not. I'm not lit AF. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lit AF. What about woke? Are you woke AF? I'm, I, I stay woke. I stay. Well, woke. Yeah, I always stay woke. Yeah, it's Unless it stay gets woke. too late, gotta, I go yeah. to too many parties. Yeah, you know what? You know, but eight o'clock come. Eight o'clock comes quick though, Tony. You know that. Like, I gotta be asleep. <laughs> you gotta be asleep by eight o'clock. <laughs> and the last thing, Atlanta. I love Atlanta. I've been here so many times. Final fours. It's a great city. But this week, as you know, as it goes along, it will be off the chains. We were talking about this off the chains, off the charts. Is it still crunk? Because I know that was back. It's still in the, crunk. Still and, crunk. And, and, and it might even be off the meat rack. I, b- I brought that one out for you. That's the old one. Off, off the, the meat rack. rack <laughs> off the chains. <laughs> off the heezy. Off the, all of that. All of that. Anything that you can get off of. And I tell you what, if you want a good fish sandwich, it's a place called Magic City. Magic City. Oh, yeah, I heard about that place. <laughs> <laughs> they got a good fish sandwich. <laughs> I think Christian is going to go to Magic City. Yeah, they got, yeah. hey, Chris, you want to get a good fish sandwich and some fries, play the fries, go to Magic City. All right, I'll check it out. <laughs> Jermaine Dupree will probably be there in front singing probably, and probably, rapping. Yeah. Probably. He was great to see you, man. Great to see you, too. The great Hugh Douglas, man, here in Atlanta, the Dirty South, the ATL. And all the other things they say down here. <laughs> Good to see you, bud. Good to see you, too. There he is. The great Hugh, uh, Hugh Douglas. Now, um, we're doing a slightly different thing here on Radio Row. What are we than doing? We normally. So when we transition guests, we just mute for a few minutes and then come back. And the fabulous Harry Mays, Harry Mays just is in showed the house. up. He just so flew in from Philly for those of you, just to see Big Hugh, number 50. For those of you who are, are on our live pages... Just hang on just a second. We're muting. We'll be right back. Harry's. You know what it is here on Radio Row, don't you? Hoover and Bond. It's a rainy day in Georgia. So many great Georgia songs. We'll play them all. Please. From the 60s, 70s, 80s, and today of the Tony Bruno Radio Row Show. 
We are joined now by two esteemed guests. One of them's Harry Mays. The other one is a man who last year put it all on the line. Harry, it's great to see you. Just got in from Philly in the rain. It was snowing up there, right? Yes, it is. It's awful. And now it's going to rain here and maybe snow here. It's Harry. very cold outside, Tony. It's raining all over the world, man. Yeah. But never mind me. Never mind Harry. No, we're not going to narrow. Harry's going to be here hanging with us on Radio Road. Just got in from Philly. His Airbnb, the guy that he rented it from, wouldn't answer the phone. He's stuck outside. Yeah, he's ghosting us right now, as the, as the kids say. Ghosting us? Yeah, when you try to call somebody or text somebody yeah. and don't respond, that's called ghosting. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. See, Harry's, Harry's a trendy guy. But a guy last year who people were ripping on Radio Row for having the cojones and the intestinal fortitude to make a prediction early and stick with it. Because a lot of people waffle. Not the Waffle House, Harry, where there's a lot of here. But Brandon Lang, he didn't waffle last year. He said, take everything you own. The house, the boat, the yacht. Uh, children's unborn children's un children. Children's children. Your, your endowments. Your, your well-endowed relatives. Put them all on there. Fly, eagles, fly. And fly, eagles, fly. <laughs> and that was one of the all-time great gutsy calls. Because let's remember, there are people on the eagles besides Brandon. But Brandon carries a lot of weight in this industry, which Harry follows very, very closely. Yes. And, Harry, you were on the Eagles last year? Yes, I was. Absolutely, I With was. With the number, though. But how many people said they were going to win the game wow, out? That's right? a money line. That's, that's strong play. Yeah, still, listen, we talked about it before I came on air. You're still sweating bullets on the fourth and three call by Doug. Five minutes to go. They don't get it there. You're down eight, needing a back door, and it's, it's Jacksonville all over again. So um, they're a hard team to beat, but I just I like the matchup of the, the Eagles' offensive and defensive lines versus the Patriots, which is where the game's won or lost. This year, however, we're waffling. Um, this is a tough it's only one Tuesday, me. though. You can waffle yep, on a Tuesday. I can waffle, but, but I'm not as locked in this year as I was as soon as the Eagles beat Minnesota. I was waiting for the number to be more than three. We got the five and a half, got bet down to four and a half. But once I got that number more than three, I was all in on the Eagles. My wife said it was the most stressful two weeks. She's <laughs> non-stressful two weeks she ever had that I was locked into the Eagles, and I was not getting off that. So. And your and wife I, didn't sit... But your wife had to be happy at the end because you pretty much put everything you owned on yes. this, right? Yeah. Yes, she was. And by the, the way, speaking the of Philly, yeah. I will be in Philly this weekend hosting the new Wing Bowl at Cheerleader Strip Bar on uh, No. Oh, it's wow. a gentleman's club. Don't yeah, call it a strip club, bar. Yeah. Harry's a big cheerleader. Cheerleaders. I'm a big fan gentleman's of club. Yeah. Uh, John Meehan, the owner, is a very, John's very, a great very guy. dear friend. Yeah. Harry and um, I worked a pole there one oh, time. Yeah. So I will be hosting his little wing bowl starting at 7 a.m. in the parking lot on Friday morning. So I've I'll been be telling people it's called weekend. Wing Pole now, right? Wing yeah, yeah, Wing yeah, Pole. Wing yeah. Bowl is gone. I'll be hosting it with a Wing Bowl, which I helped establish back in Philadelphia. Yep. They finally caved in to the political pressure. That women and, and bars and gentlemen's clubs are now all of a sudden not cool. Right. Which is an absolute lie and a fallacy. It's an, an outrage. Yes, it is. So you're going to be going to Philly to host a Super Bowl party? Uh, with, with two other guys, for John. Uh, I think it starts at 7 a.m. It's going to be a great day. Friday Nothing like starting at 7. But this is, on a fr this is Friday, right? Well, yeah, Friday. you take the day off. Friday. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a national holiday. Come down it's a hi. city holiday. Start drinking early in the morning. Start drinking. Yeah. yeah. Take it deep. It's a good job out of you, Brad. Yeah. You got connections in Philly, huh? I'm okay. I don't have I know any you. connections. Listen, I know you. That's I grew up there. I don't have any connections anymore. <laughs> I got to call Harry to get hooked up. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that city. They used to love me there. They I'm still like a, do. I'm like, they still I used do. To be, I used to be the, the favorite son. Uh -huh. Now I'm like the abandoned son. I'm like the guy that people just abandon in a truck stop somewhere, <laughs> and then somebody finds me and takes me somewhere and brings me there and then puts me up for adoption. All right, Brandon, now you said you're waffling early now. But that's normal, though, right? Because you've got to well, see how things go. It has to marinate. 
it's the a game has to marinate a little bit. It's a different approach with the with the Patriots. Eight Super Bowls, they're five and three straight up. They're three and five against the spread. The three covers that they had were the plus 14 where they beat the Rams outright. Mm-hmm. They were minus one against Seattle. We know about the Malcolm Butler interception. They were minus three against Atlanta. We know about coming back from 28-3. Those were their three covers. There are five non-covers. Giants minus 12 and a half. Giants minus two and a half. It took the Manningham catch up the left sideline. Yep. They were laying four against the Eagles. Up 10, backdoor McNabb. Mm-hmm. Laying seven against the Panthers. One by three, and then last year the Eagles minus four, lost by eight. Every one of their Super Bowls is close. Mm-hmm. Everyone's oh, yeah. been decided by three points except the Atlanta game when it was overtime. Even their losses have been by three. So all eight Super Bowls have been by three points except the Eagles by eight and the Falcons by six. So you expect a close game. For me, it's handicapping the trenches because if you can't get pressure on Brady mm-hmm. and you have to blitz – you lose. If you can't get there with your front four, you're going to lose. So mm-hmm. that brings Aaron Donald, Sue, the Rams defensive line against a Patriot offensive line that didn't give up a sack against the Chargers and went into Kansas City against the number one sack team in the NFL that had the crowd noise and the home field advantage, and they didn't touch Brady yep. for four yeah. quarters. So that's the thing. Is, that, that, is this the Super Bowl they show up and blow somebody out? Is, is this the one where they just show up Everyone doubted them. Their offensive line is playing at a level we haven't seen in the playoffs. Yep. And Brady goes for 380 yards and torches that secondary because he has time to mm. throw. Or is it another close Super Bowl, whether you have the Patriots or you have the Rams, it's a sweat job, just like their other eight Super Bowls. I was seeing something where the Patriots look like the public team. How many of those Super Bowls did they end up being the public team? I think six of the eight. Six of the eight. Six of the eight. Um, I don't think they were the public team against the Rams because they were a 14-point dog, mm. and I don't think they were the public team with the Giants at 12-and-a-half. I think Vegas got hurt in the Giants' Super Bowl because not only were people betting the Giants plus 12-and-a-half, they were betting Giants' money line. Mm-hmm. Vegas got hurt pretty good, so they weren't the darling in those two, but, but most certainly you expect them to win because if you, if you blink your eyes, yeah, they might be 5-3 and three straight up, but even in those three losses... They could have very easily won all three of those games and had eight Super Bowl championships. So they're a hard team to beat, even if you have them down. Atlanta 28-3. They're never dead. Seattle 21-10. Eagles were blowing them out. And the next thing you know, we look up in the fourth quarter. We're trailing by a point with the biggest fourth down in Philadelphia Eagle history. And Doug makes the great call with the pass played by Nick Foles. So, man, you, you, if you take the Chiefs game, for instance. Mm -hmm. It was too easy. I mean, it was over. The yeah. game is over. Yeah. Brady throws three interceptions. His third interception ends the game with 56 seconds to go. The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. The, the Chiefs' defense holds the Patriots at 10 points in the second half. Their defense gives up 28. They blow a 14-0 lead. Brady Belichick are over. They're done. They're history. D4, D4. gets him off death yeah. row. Yeah. The governor gives him a pardon, <laughs> and Brady comes off death row with the with the pardon yep. and goes to the Super Bowl. But it was the right call. We all, we, it was. D. Ford was offside, so it wasn't agreed. one of those oh phantom calls. No, nope. he knew it, and afterwards yep. he didn't even know on the sideline nope. that he was offside. And, but and that's the difference. It's interception, game over, kneel yep. down, mm-hmm. Andy Reid's in the whole Super Bowl. Whole new narrative, right. Tony. Whole yep. new narrative. Absolutely. Of the Patriots are this unbelievable team. And the funny but thing about D. Ford, they still are though. They, they still, still are. are. And, and then D. Ford says, you know, I got to learn to watch the ball. Then he goes to the Pro Bowl and lines up with the neutral yeah. zone game. So, well, plus, you were, wait, you were watching the Pro Bowl? Yes. Did yes. you have action on and the when, Pro Bowl? Yes. And when um, D. Ford, oh, no, I hate to do oh, it to you, man. When D. Ford lined up in the neutral zone again. <laughs> I have to do that for betting. 
Well, you know, if it's if it's a game on TV, you have to bet have on to be- it. I can't watch a game, Tony, without having. <laughs> I should action have been watching on. golf like me. Right. I had action. I had. I had get this. I didn't mess with the side. I took the total. I went under the post under. total. Well, that was a that was And a we can thank the NFC and, and Jason Garrett Jason once Garrett. again thank for you, underperforming thank you, in a game where there was money on the line, and that's all that matters. Thank you, Jason. Love you, man. I love him, too. I think the Cowboys should give him a lifetime. Yesterday said on this program, <laughs> I think they should give him a lifetime contract. Absolutely. Lifetime. He deserves it. Absolutely. Yeah. What he's done there, nobody's done. No. no so, so now you bet the Pro Bowl. Let's, I, I, I use, I, we always joke around about the Pro Bowl. Sure. It's a terrible game. Sure. But somebody's got to win it, and there's a line. So if there's a line, is, is that your motto? Is If there's a line, do you have to bet the game? Or does if, it just have to be football? If I'm watching the game, I have to bet it. Okay. Mm-hmm. If it's a baseball game, if I'm sitting at home and it's two good pitchers and I like the matchup and I'm going to watch a baseball game, I'm going to bet it. I can't. I've been doing this 28 years. Mm-hmm. I can't just sit down and watch a game for the sheer enjoyment. <laughs> Well, at least you admit it. I can't do it. There Wait, we got to give you a roaring round of applause for that. There aren't many people who will admit that publicly. This is your, this is your, my life. This is your profession, this right? This is your job. You do this profession. Twenty-eight years. Twenty-eight years. What would the line be if it was New Orleans? Because there's a lot of people here, including Two. myself, think that think the see, Saints I'm, should be I'm here. I'm glad you brought that yeah. up. Vegas made a mistake here, and they're going to pay for it dearly from the standpoint that. They undervalued the Patriots at the beginning of the playoffs, and they undervalued the Chiefs. The line when the playoffs started was the NFC minus two. That was the line. Basically, Vegas was saying, we got the Saints going to the Super Bowl, and the Saints, if they play the Patriots, the Chargers, the Chiefs, they're going to be minus two. Now, the Saints get beat. Now they're like, oh, my God. Then the, so once the, Patriots got, once the Saints got beat, the line went to Rams minus one. Then when the Patriots won... Vegas goes, all right, let's make it a pick 'em. And immediately they hammered the Patriots to two and a half. Mm-hmm. So not only did you undervalue the Patriots from day one of the playoffs, now you're stuck with a two and a half number. Now, you have sharps that have gotten the Patriots at pick, Patriots one, Patriots two, Patriots two and a half. If you move that line to three, everybody and their Take brother the that has Patriots money is going to buy the half yep. and get the ramp. And now you got a four-point middle. Yep. Yep. And if that game falls on three, Vegas gets destroyed. So now all these guys in Vegas are going, we can't move it to three. And that's yep. why it's setting right at two and a half because they know we can't create a three-and-a-half, four-point middle on ourselves and have this game fall on what? Three. three. When all the Patriots Super Bowls fall on three. Vegas <laughs> had a bad line at the beginning, and now they're caught. And they don't know what to do. And I just Brandon got Lang chills. sniffed it out, man. That's I just I got do. chills. I got chills too. I'm getting moist actually, just breaking this down. <laughs> you know, it doesn't normally happen on Sports Talk Radio. <laughs> not on a Tuesday. Not no, not on a Tuesday. You're listen, absolutely right. A lot man. of moisty places to go to in Atlanta. Well, yeah, yeah. Those moisty little well, moisties. That's, I mean, if, if, if those places go away. Now you're mentioning Vegas crashing and burning. I think The Rock is already there filming the next disaster movie, which is if the line fall, if the game falls on three. They, all those buildings will come down. The Aria, all, everything. Win. They're all coming down. Only if they move it to three. Only if they move Only it to three. Only if they move it to three. <laughs> yeah. I personally, following this the way that I do, I can't see Vegas moving this number up to three. I can't. I think it stays right. I will be shocked if it moves to three. Harry, you, you agree here? I, I, I like the is, Rams. But is that not a breakdown that's next level? Oh, that's, normal I, that's person what I said. I got chills. Two. Yeah. Yeah. And you just got here, too, and it's raining, and it's miserable out, and it's windy. When did you get into town, Brad? I got in Sunday night. I have friends that live here, so we just had a nice dinner, relaxed, and, and, and got 
prep for today. Did you go to Magic City at all or any no, of those? I won't, I won't go to the adult establishments until Wednesday night. Oh, no. But then you got to get to Philly for a cheerleaders. But I don't fly out to Philly till Thursday night. So I can I can have my Star Trek moment Wednesday night. Now, you say Star Trek moment. I say, yeah, because Star Trek, my Star Trek moment, I go where no man has gone before. So when you go to the adult strip club, it's the Star Trek moment. So okay. I got nothing to do on Thursday, so Wednesday night's the night. Now, is Wednesday night the night because you're done working or the better shift comes in for the weekend? Oh, no, the shifts are there. Oh, they're I'm, all, just, oh, I'm yeah. done working. No, they bring in. I mean, they didn't um, have to bring in the talent to Atlanta. It's already here. I will tell you this. If you like the Rams in the game, mm-hmm. you got to hope that that offensive line breaks down. Because if you don't get pressure on Brady, you're going to get blown out if you yep. have the Rams. There's yep. nothing, because here's what the people don't understand. You look at who the Rams beat to get there, and you look at who the Patriots beat to get there. The Chargers were the hottest team in the NFL. They abused them. Yeah. The first three drives against the Chiefs, they just went right through them. You can't see the hard place to play. The win over the, the Chargers was very 35-7 at the half against that team and that defense yeah. who couldn't get to them. So the secondary of the Rams isn't very good. Yeah. They're not. They Donald, talk a lot, if, but they're not if, very good. They're not very good. If Donald doesn't have the game of his life, the Rams can't win the game. I you, totally you, agree with you. you. Need, so, and you got to understand one thing about Belichick. I heard Josh McCown say something on, on Get Up, which was amazing. He said, we were preparing to play the Patriots this year. We watched film on them. We put our game plan in place. We watched them for two weeks. We watched film. for two, we, we, we had our game plan. We went out there. They came out in a defense we hadn't seen. Hmm. The whole first half, we were trying to adjust to it because Belichick did completely everything different from what we saw on film. Hmm. We go in at halftime, we make our adjustments, we come out, he's in something completely different that half of football. Jared Goff is going to see things he's never seen. The one thing the Patriots do better than anybody else is in-game adjustments. They keep showing you something different. So as much as Sean McVay can change and Goff can change, we got to do this next series, they're in something different. Next Jared Goff is going to have to win this game. So if you bet the Rams, you're basically saying Jared Goff is going to outplay Tom Brady because that's what it's going to come down yeah. to. If you think that Belichick's going to sit back and let Gurley and, and Anderson run for 280 yards, he's not going to do it. He's going to take their run. What's Belichick do? Takes, Takes away what you, what you want to well, do yeah. and forces you to do what you don't want to do. So the Jared Goff, are we going to see the Jared Goff we saw at Chicago? Because he wasn't very good against Dallas either. Right. And he wasn't very good for the first half of the Saints game. Then he played his butt off in the yeah, second half. Yeah, he was so right in the Are we going to see the second half of golf against the Saints, or are we going to see golf against the Bears? So the Super Bowl comes down to Brady versus Goff. If you think Goff can outplay Brady, then you play. And knowing the Rams can get pressure on Brady, mm-hmm. you got your Super Bowl winner. Well, didn't Nick Foles outplay yeah. Brady? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and then nobody thought he would. Hold on a minute. Brady's still at 500 yards. Yeah, hold on no. a minute. You can't say Nick Foles outplayed Tom Brady. Let me he caught a touchdown you. pass, Hold and then Brady dropped on. one. Brady, <laughs> Brady threw for over 500 yards, and they never punted. No, I know that, the, but I'm saying where it mattered. The, yeah, the Philly offense abused the Patriots' defense yes. and put up 41 on them, and there's your Super Bowl. Yeah. This Super Bowl here, Goff is going to have to play the game of his life. Is he capable of doing that? What he did in the second half of the Saints with yep. that crowd noise yep. and commanding that huddle was one of the most amazing things I've I ever totally seen. I totally agree so, with you. So for me, the numbers at two and a half, I'm going to see what it does, but this is this is a tough one for me. I'm just getting all the people who are like 
Nick Carson Wentz should be dumped back in North Dakota, no. and Nick Foles should be the no. guy who gets a 100-year no. contract for the rest of his life. No. Nick Nick did exactly what Nick should have done, and Nick's going to go get paid now, and yep. good for Nick, and the way he talks about Philadelphia and has endeared himself to the city of Philadelphia. But Doug came out right away, ended it. Carson's our guy. Carson should be your guy. Nick's had a great run, but I will tell you this. The Philadelphia Eagles will win another Super Bowl with Carson Wentz as their quarterback. Know that, print that, you can write that, that down. Is that right is stone cold guaranteed. That's a stone cold guaranteed lock. Mortal lock. I agree. And then all these fans were going, well, you know what it is. Sports radio, you got to have something to talk about. Controversial. So it's mm-hmm. like Wentz versus Falls. Yep. You know that that keeps, that drum keeps beating, right? Well, yeah, that uh, that piece came out the other day that says uh, basically Carson Wentz is a bad teammate, according to some guys in the locker room. Real to me. Yes. Now, he you may have can, bad skin, but that happens well, to a lot yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Issue. But that has nothing to do with being a bad teammate. You can watch an interview with Bryce Harper, and you can watch that interview with Bryce Harper, and you can say to yourself, he looks like a dick. Like, you can just look <laughs> at him and get that energy from him. You just do. You're like, yeah. what a douche. You watch Carson Wentz in an interview, there is no way you turn off the TV and go, what a you go man what a great dude yeah. he says the all the right things that yeah. he radiates yes. you can't radiate that ungenuine energy and then be a douche carson wentz is the real deal i agree that teammate i agree this whole injury prone and all this other crap yeah. everybody gets hit in the back and they get a yep. sore back yep and, and you know what? Doug did the right thing. A lot of organizations would hide that stuff and mm-hmm. pretend it didn't happen and let the guy go out there and, and get banged and up even more. Himself. Yeah. You know, a lot of sports teams, they hide injuries. I mean, and that's why the Eagles pretty much gutted their medical department. The Sixers have the worst medical department because they don't even know what's going on with players who are right there. It, it's unbelievable that middle part of the season they wanted Doug Peterson fired. Yep. Gone. He That's gets, because Philadelphians have no patience. I get it. You're right. None. And he get, he's one play away from going back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. It is incredible. A drop pass away from back-to-back Super Bowls because you know they're going to go out and beat the Rams again. They just match up good against the Rams. Yep. It's a matchup problem. It's not a, a player problem. They match up well with the Rams. I they hate all these twice. negative bastards doing sports it's talk happen. radio. That's why I've walked away from them. Happen. That's why I'm chartering new waters. Chartering new catamarans in the British Virgin Islands. They did pelt Santa, correct? Yes, they, uh, yeah, no, no, was, you're gonna don't bring no, that no, back to Philly back. now. That's you go to cheerleaders and do a Santa Claus snowball reference, uh, no. they'll run you out oh, of town. No, 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 no don't no, be doing that. No, no, that's that's run out of town. That story has been documented. Tom Brookshire told me exactly what happened. The late great Tom Brookshire, how that story became urban legend, and it was in fact fans just pelting Santa. It was a drunken guy. He was a substitute Santa. Yeah, and he stumbled out drunk and disheveled at halftime of a game at Franklin Field. And because the fans endear and respect and understand what Santa Claus means to all of our children and our children's children and the children of the world, you do not disrespect Santa that's true. with a yeah. drunken bum who goes out there, who looks like Harry Mays well, does right now, unshaven, uncleaned, look like me with the, with the white beard. You don't diss Santa. You get pelt. You go out so there and disrespect him. You deserve to get hit with snowballs. He's got gel in his hair, though. So regardless of the scruffy beard, the hair looks good. No, I didn't say Harry was a bad person. He's jealous of the hair, actually. No, I love the hair. But Harry's, gone, Harry's on hair. his. They, they were also sending a message to the owner that day. Yes. Fan base, too. Exactly. And a lot of people forget about that. You know, it was, wasn't an That's anti-Santa true. thing. I hate urban legends. That's uh, true. Especially when they're debunked and they continue to live on. Yeah. Once you debunk something, when people who were there, 
How do you keep bringing it back? Now, we're yeah. not debunking throwing snowballs at Jimmy Johnson. No, no, that, that happened. That was forever. Yeah. You know, that incident is why they now have tarps, the tarps on the tunnels the- at every NFL stadium. Because of what Eagles fans did to Jimmy Johnson when he was the Cowboy coach running off the field and there was snow they in the stands. Oh, oh, big time. Oh, it's it's him. Video, it looked right? like the scene. Oh, it I was like find that. It was like the scene in. Uh, in he comes Elf. off as being a douche too. It was like the scene. Right? In, I can't in watch him on the. Remember Alf when they're in the Central Park? Yeah. And 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 uh, and and. Uh, what's his name's character? Will Ferrell's character, Alf. Yeah. Starts throwing snowballs like like they're coming out of a Gatling gun. That's what Jimmy Johnson faced in Philadelphia. And Good. I hate to say it, and I like Jimmy, but you hey, got to expect that. Absolutely. You've got to expect that. Brandon Lang, ladies and gentlemen, a man who is here, always looking good. Thank you. But right now, he's not leaning any way. No, except tonight, tonight, Harry right now. Tonight at, the- tonight at BrandonLang.com, we'll have, we'll have Super Bowl winner number five in a row and try to go to 24-3. and three. So the Eagles made it really, really easy on me last year. I, I hate the Patriots. I hate their guts. I hate everything about them. But you I, can't put I, that into play when you're making selections. You know that. bury that when you make wages. Yes. Oh, yeah. Listen, yeah. I have somehow managed to go 8-0 with or against the spread involving the Patriots. They're not the three that I lost. The three that I lost were the Colts and Saints, mm-hmm. onside kick to start the second, second half. half. Yeah. Um, Green Bay, Pittsburgh. If you remember that Super Bowl, I had Pittsburgh plus three and a half. Five minutes to go they in the game. lost by four. Five, no, lost by six. Was it six. Five minutes to go in the game. Green Bay up three, covering the game, third and 12 from their own 20. They run a slant to Jennings. He's got the first down at the 31-yard line. You pull him down there, three running plays. You're at the two-minute warning. Palomalo and Ike Taylor miss him. He squirts up to the 43. Now there's 350 to go. They run a draw to Starks. He gets it down to the Pittsburgh 40. They throw a pass play down to the Pittsburgh to the down to the Pittsburgh 15. Now there's two and change. Run three plays, kick the covering field goal with 112 to go. All goes back to that third and 12. He's like Sean McVay. So that was the second one, and the only one that I really lost was Denver, Seattle, and that was just the worst call I've ever made in history of mankind. So oh, yeah, that, I, I, I've, that I've, didn't I, take I, long at least. I, no, I walked out stay. the safety, I walked out of the room and saw two movies. Um, <laughs> I, will, I will say this. Um, I will say this. Um, I've gone 8-0 with her against the Patriots. I can't stand them. I, I, I've, I've picked correctly. This, this one's really, really hard because I love Sean McVay and I love the Rams and, mm-hmm. and, and I, I like the scheme of their team. But like you said, Going against the Patriots, it's so hard to, really to beat them. And at, the, and at the value of the number of two and a half, which is under that three number, they've laid that three times. They've covered it twice. They lost to the Giants, which the Manningham catch up the sideline, right. or they would have come. So the value of the number tells you you almost have to take New England and force Goff to beat you. But McVay's good. Isn't really that the good. one where Welker missed a he that was wide open? That was the catch open. to Welker. That, that, yep, yeah. that was where he twisted around, yep. should have made the catch. So you see the things that have to go on for you to beat this team. Mm-hmm. The one it's thing tough. about that I'll say about fantasy players and gamblers is they can remember all this stuff. Whenever you get beat. Yeah, you yeah. remember that stuff. Yeah, you if one of your players, like for yeah. fantasy, one you player drops a ball, yeah. you're screaming at that one player for not getting you yeah. points. Oh, listen, I had, listen, and I you had, remember the exact plays, oh, yeah. especially yeah. if you gamble and you lost. Yeah. You remember the down distance, everything. It's like I, when you golf, too. You I remember had, the putts you oh, missed. You do. I yeah. had the Chiefs minus two and a half. <laughs> I had the win on the interception. D Ford lined up in the neutral zone, and if I ever see him, I'm going to walk right up to him, and I'm going to stick my hand out. 
He goes, what's that? I go, that's the money you owe me for the neutral zone. <laughs> <laughs> go. go. BrandonLang.com. Right now. If you're in Philly, go to Cheerleaders Friday, 7 a.m. Yeah, you're going to be there? 7 a.m. We're rolling. Are you, rolling. Do you drink at 7 a.m.? Oh, I'll have a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Uh, see, I can't drink Bloody, Bloody Marys. Mary. Oh, I love those. I'd rather go straight vodka than no, Bloody I'll Mary. Be, or if I'm not in the Bloody Mary mood because it's heavy, yeah, I'll I do screwdrivers till 11. Screwdrivers. That's yes. old school, man. That is old school. Now, you do Manhattans? You do any now, of that? That's old school. How about uh, what's, what's some of the other Tony. old school drinks? Manhattan. Tom Collins. Tom, Tom Collins. Collins. Yes. yes, I love Tom Collins. I may just do I Tom I used to work Collins with him. He did overnight at WFIL. Yeah. Tom Collins, one of the best radio names because everybody's used it over the years. Ever. Ever. Traffic guy. There's a traffic yeah. guy in Philly. That's the same guy, yeah, yeah, Tom okay. Collins. Yeah. I work with him in multiple <laughs> radio stations. Brad, it's always great to see you, man. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. He's the man right here, Harry. Harry is, I'm telling you, Harry gets in here, sits down with Brandon Lang, and immediately pops a boner. You don't get that on most radio shows. Usually with, when women come in, it's easy. He, he, when hey, Brandon Lang comes in and drops Friday. that yeah, kind of stuff. I, I will. He's my blue pill, man. Are you kidding me? Get it where you can. He yeah. is. Who needs Viagra? Who needs Frank, Frank Thomas in a gym with three MILFs? How about the recall? I know. You always remember. I remember the first Super Bowl I ever bet. Yeah. Was 1979. Steelers and Rams. Remember that? Vince, Vince Farragamo. Farragamo. Yeah. And I, they had, were getting 12 and a half, Harry. Yep. And they were, they were covering the number. And then Terry Bradshaw late in the game. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Steelers win, cover. And that's when I became a bitter, broken, angry bastard. Who doesn't bet on must-stop, must-stop, unless I'm in a Vegas casino or at a sports book. That was the great NFL films Facenda highlight of that Super Bowl, yeah. like a riverboat gambler. He yeah. described Terry Bradshaw <laughs> in the second half, carving up if the I, Rams If I have defense. the music, we can play for that, for that right now. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have a, after this is over, while we're listening to this, yes. um, what we are going to do now, because we do have another guest coming up in 15 minutes, and I gotta pee. everybody needs a potty break. So, because um, of this internet situation we are going to actually stop this show and reestablish a new one when we come back in okay. 15 minutes all right are okay? we having problems no we're not having any problems but this way it reestablishes new viewers i like to reestablish it, yes. myself every once in so, a while so so anybody that's listening right now just know that as long as you are subscribed to the tony bruno show on facebook and periscope and all that you will get notified as soon as we go You'll live get again get an electric charge yes. running down so make your sure inner thigh just like Harry did when Brandon Graham was breaking down football plays that cost him money. And seriously, how excited is everybody that Harry Mays is here? Everybody is. is. Except so the guy who has his Airbnb yes. rented it to him who didn't give him the keys or let him in because it wasn't 3 o'clock. So Harry had to leave his suitcase out on the rain. Yeah, and my buddy Aton Shanders has all the bags and oh he's sleeping God. on a couch right now in the lobby. Oh, of the hotel. no. Oh, man. Yes. Wow. You, you got to say, did you drop one of these to I the guy? pissed off. <laughs> Harry should have walked right into that damn Airbnb and said, I am pissed off. Well, he that's is the problem, pissed off. Though. You, can't, you can't talk to anybody. You have to go through the website to get in contact with the See, team. our Airbnb was smart because they gave us a keypad, so wow. we didn't have to wait well, for a key. That's what normally you happens. You have a keypad? According, according to Aton, he's done this a dozen well, yeah, times. Yeah, we do it all the time. Yeah. It didn't happen here, and I think we're getting scammed. Oh, no. It's a scam, so it's not really an Airbnb. It's a crack house, I, and you can't get in? And there's armed guards inside ready to open fire immediately as well, soon as you have, open that door. We have the inside uh, contacts at Airbnb. So Robin yes, can make do. a couple phone calls. <laughs> and we'll get them sons of bitches straightened out. Just like this podcast live here at Radio Row. 
Tony Bruno, Harry Mays, the whole gang is here. Jack in the back. Ruth's is here today. Christian is here today. We went to tonight. You coming out to uh, Media Night, huh? I don't know. I it's got... at right down the street. It's at the Georgia Aquarium. You know the best part of Media Night? Not just the great food, but the sushi will be really fresh. Is that right? Yeah, you're in the. You see, we're in the Georgia Aquarium and the. Oh yeah. Anyway, but, um, right but, uh, whatever. That's why I'm not doing stand up at the Ha Ha Hole on Pico Boulevard. Who are you, Miss Maisel? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> I love that show. Speaking I of do too. <laughs> speaking of show. comics, you know, we're going to have on today. Kostaki Economopoulos. You know him? No. The Greek comic. Not Chris Economaki, of course, the former uh, NASCAR expert. Remember Chris Economaki in the pits for ABC on on Sunday uh, open wheel racing back in the day when people cared about that stuff? Before Dr. Jerry Punch, right? Exactly. Long before Dr. Jerry Punch, there was Chris Economaki. Robin, give me the wrap-up signal like she's some pimp (laughs) bringing a guest in to get five minutes and then get the hell to throw it Because you say you have to pee. I'm telling you that we're going to come right back. What is this, the Oscars? And you keep talking. Yeah. I'm getting, we need wrap-up music. I know. We need wrap-up music. Playing the orchestra. Christian will start playing the orchestra. Crack up the orchestra. There you go. Oh, yes. There's our wrap-up music. So we will be right back, folks, on a brand-new video stream. So make sure you subscribe. And you know where we are, right? In the dirty south, baby. Sing it, Ray. Georgia. Georgia. The whole day through. Just an old sweet song. Keeps Georgia on my mind. Said a Georgia, Georgia, a song of you comes as sweet and clear as moonlight through the pines. to me other eyes smile tenderly still in the peaceful dreams I see the road leads back to you I said An old sweet song keeps Georgia on my mind. There is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today.